This is the Plaza Theatre Podcast. The Snip by L. Roffey with Laura Mason as Catherine Cole. Edited by Georgette Ellison. Another negative. Another in a long line of negatives. Honestly, I should have bought shares in the company when we started trying for a baby. If I had a pound for every test I've used, I'd be rich. Nah, let's face it, I just just spent the money on more tests. Five years of trying, of monthly tests, sometimes two a month when I felt different. It's disheartening. Mum says I just need to uh, relax, stop worrying about it, and it will just happen. Has she met my husband? (laughs) Well, obviously she has, but it's fair to say he's not known for his calmness. Mum hardly ever comes round these days, says Jeff makes her nervous. Still, it's back to the clinic on Friday. It's a private one, not cheap, but highly recommended, so we raided our savings. We'll get the results of all our tests then. Jeff wasn't keen to start with, but as he says, the sooner we find out what my problem is, the sooner we can get it fixed. Jeff has always wanted a big family. went well. Appointment was horrendous. The doctor, a nice enough chap, introduced himself and said he would start with my results. It seems I am perfectly normal, ovulating regularly, and there is no reason why I shouldn't carry a baby full term. I could feel Jeff tensing as he spoke. Then, Mr Cole, he said, I'm afraid your results are not too encouraging. You have a very low sperm count and poor motility. It's very unlikely you will be able to impregnate your wife naturally. We can do further tests. Jeff shot to his feet. His chair flew back and hit the wall with a crash. For fuck's sake, he shouted. Are you saying I'm firing blanks? He was white with rage. You did all those tests, took all that money off us just to tell me a pack of lies. You people are just fucking quacks at this place. Just trying to get more money out of us. I could see the doctor's finger hovering over the panic button when Jeff turned and rushed out, nearly flooring the nurse as he went. I apologised, of course. I apologise a lot for Jeff's outbursts and asked the doctor if that meant Jeff could never be a dad. Apparently, it's a million to one. It, it can happen naturally, but with help, it can be managed. He said not to worry. They often get an adverse reaction when they give men the bad news and to make another appointment when Jeff has calmed down to discuss the next steps. As I was leaving, he handed me two leaflets. I thought they would be about diet and lifestyle changes, but when I looked, they were about domestic violence and women's refuges. I told him I didn't need them. Jeff wasn't violent, but 
he said he would be failing in his duty of care if he didn't offer them. I just stuffed them in my bag and left. Jeff had gone with the car when I came out of the clinic. He'd already gone to the pub when I got home and hasn't come home yet. No great surprise. It took me nearly an hour to get home from the clinic. Two buses. Still, I would rather do that than ride with Jeff when he's in that sort of mood. He's a nightmare driver, aggressive, erratic and impatient at the best of times. And those were not the best of times. Far from it. So the bus was better. I think I'll go to bed. It's after midnight. With a bit of luck, he will fall asleep on the sofa when he comes in. He often does that after he's been drinking and stay there till morning. He might have called off by then. Another morning peeing on a plastic stick and waiting for the inevitable negative result. I haven't mentioned going back to the clinic yet, but I will. I will choose my moment. I'm very aware that my biological clock is ticking. <laughs> on the plus side, Jeff is much calmer these days. An old friend of his has come back on the scene. They were great mates when they were younger. Jeff doesn't have many real friends. He, he tends to rub people up the wrong way. No, that's his name. Seems to have a calming effect on him. Jeff brought him home to meet me one night on the way back from the pub and he seems nice, very nice. A complete contrast to Jeff. <laughs> They're about the same height, but that's all they have in common. Noel's mum is Caribbean, so he's quite dark-skinned. His dad is Irish, whereas Jeff is very pale, even more blonde than me. Noel is well-built, whereas Jeff is quite slight. But the real surprise was his looks. Noel is so... Oh, handsome stunningly so and so laid back compared to Jeff I can see how he would calm Jeff down he has a lovely soft Irish accent from his dad and when he took my hand and said good night Kate I, I almost melted thankfully Jeff didn't notice my reaction he can be quite possessive still I don't suppose I will ever see Noel again so no harm done. <sighs> what a night. It started when Jeff went rummaging in my handbag. I'm always asking him not to, but he still does. He was looking for some cash and he knows I often have a few notes in my bag just in case. He's out this evening on an away match with the dance team and wanted a fiver for the whip round for the driver. What he found, unfortunately, was the leaflets the clinic gave me months ago. I should have thrown them, but I just shoved them in my bag and forgot about them. He refused to believe that I hadn't asked for them or that I had tried to not take them. Said I was telling people that he was violent and aggressive. I wanted to say, look at yourself and your behaviour at the moment, but I held my tongue. He tore the leaflets into tiny pieces, punched yet another hole in the wall and stormed out to catch the coach. I was clearing up the mess when someone rang the bell. I was surprised to see it was Noel. He had forgotten about Jeff going out, he said. He could see I was upset and had been crying. Jeff, he said, he knows him quite well. He, uh, he seems to know about our problems conceiving. Jeff must have confided in him. 
So I said that he could probably understand Jeff's frustration then. Not really, he said. He never wanted children. I said, wait till you meet the right girl, then you'll change your mind. You'll want kids then. Nah, he said. In fact, to make sure I don't have any, I had the snip years ago. You've had a vasectomy, I said. That's a bit drastic, isn't it? Yes, he said, but effective. So no kids for me, intended or otherwise. By now, he had his arm around me to comfort me, and it was lovely. He was so calm and gentle. Well, you can guess what happened. We, we kissed, and yes, we ended up in bed. It should never have happened, but it did. The sex was great. No denying that, but it was just lovely. He was kind, gentle, and considerate. Jeff is more wham, bang, thank you, ma'am, and sometimes without even the thank you. But it was still wrong. We both agreed it must never happen again. But it did. Then he went home later, well before Jeff was due home. I love it when he calls me Katie. He is so lovely. Jeff came home very late and fell asleep on the sofa. I didn't wake him. Jeff has just reminded me about the stag do next weekend. It's the first I've heard of it. He does this a lot, arranges things without telling me. Then, when it's too late to change things or get a refund, he makes out he told me and I had agreed to it. It's to Spain this time, same group as before. There can't be any left of his mates to get married, so this might be the last. Let's hope so, as these trips cost a fortune. I was desperate to know if Noel was going with him, so I tried to find out discreetly. I said, uh, what about your old mate Noel? Is he going? My head hoped he'd say yes. That would remove temptation. But my heart wanted him to say no. I know I'm behaving badly, but I so want to see Noel. He's been around quite a few times when we know Jeff is going to be out late, uh, with the inevitable result. <laughs> I had to hide my delight when Jeff said no. Noel didn't know the others, he said, so he wasn't going along. I've not seen so much of him lately, he added. I think he's seeing some woman still, he said. It should be a great few days. <laughs> yes, I thought to myself, it will be. I'm sitting here staring at yet another test, but this time in disbelief. It's positive. Shock doesn't begin to cover it. This is the second test I've done in two days. I couldn't believe the first, but two, it, it must be right. My first thought was not how pleased Jeff will be, I'm ashamed to say, but thank God Noel has had the snip. There is no way I could pass Noel's baby off as Jeff's. Perhaps my mum was right. All we needed to do was relax, calm down, and it would just happen. Well, Jeff has been much calmer since Noel reappeared on the scene, and I am certainly more relaxed, much more. I hadn't done a test for a while. That's how relaxed I've been. So calculating back, I could be about three months gone. Jeff is going to be over the moon. I'm past the most dodgy time at three months, so we can start telling people right away. That doctor from the clinic didn't rule it out completely. This is our million to one baby. My mum will be so pleased. I'll tell Jeff as soon as he gets home. I can't wait. Seven months now. I was further along than I realised after that positive test. Nearly four months. Jeff was so happy. 
As you can imagine, although he did have a bit of a go because he thought at first that I had deliberately not told him. But as I explained, I had been trying to be more relaxed about it. Jeff's good mood continues. He is considerate and goes to the pub much less these days. Even Noel disappearing from the scene hasn't really affected him that much. He says this is par for the course for Noel. He gets a better offer and goes. This time for a good job up north somewhere. He doesn't seem to miss him much. I do. We're supposed to be going shopping for the baby today. Jeff can hardly contain himself. I still want to wait a bit longer. Tempting fate, I feel, but Jeff is adamant. It was the same with knowing the sex of the baby. I wanted to wait till the birth, but Jeff wanted to know right away. We had agreed to wait, but at one scan, when they asked if we wanted to know the sex, Jeff said yes. And we were told before I could say no. It's a boy. Jeff is beside himself. Keeps patting my tummy and saying, that's my boy. It was the same with the name. Jeff wants to call him Lewis. I hate it. But he worked himself into such a rage that I agreed just to keep the peace. You pick his second name, he said. I said, we'll call him Richard after my dad. No, he said, let's use Andrew, my middle name. So that's it then. Lewis Andrew. I will get used to it. Ready for the off now? Jeff is in such a good mood, laughing and joking. Oh, I'm just feeling tired. I, I said we should order online. I don't feel much like trudging round shops these days, feeling and looking like a baby elephant. Jeff said, no, we need to look at this stuff properly. Now we've got the hang of this pregnancy thing, you'll be popping them out like peas, so it all needs to be good enough for the next babies too. Hold your horses, I said, caught up in the mood. I wasn't thinking, if it gets like that, I'll be sending you off with a snip like your mate Noel. As the words came out of my mouth, I knew I had said the wrong thing. Jeff shot to his feet, white with anger, and almost screamed in my face. Who told you that? Who fucking told you Noel had had a vasectomy? Fists clenched, he was shaking with rage. I'll admit I was terrified, but being married to somebody as volatile as Jeff, you learn to think on your feet. I met a woman in town, I said. She had seen you and Noel around and you and me and thought we were all friends. I told her I, I hardly knew Noel. We chatted. She had gone out with Noel a year or so ago for quite a while. I'd liked him a lot. She had a cute little dark-skinned kitty with her and I asked if he was Noel's child. That's when she told me that Noel had had the snip. To my surprise, Jeff started to smile. Out of a sec to me, he's not still using that old line, he said. He used that when we were young. Worked particularly well on the married ones, apparently. Charmed them into bed every time. What do you mean, I said. But I knew what he meant. And my blood ran cold. Well, he said, tell your friend. She's not a friend, I said. I doubt I'll ever see her again. Well, if you do, tell the silly cow not to believe everything she's told. With that, he started laughing hard. I joined in, pretending to share the joke. What else could I do? Yes, I laughed. But inside, I was screaming.
you for listening to the Plaza Theatre podcast. Although the theatre is closed, keeping the building maintained still costs money. If you've enjoyed our podcast today, please consider making a donation to keep theatre alive in Romsey. Visit plazatheatre.com for more details.